Hello, this is Orlando Mayor Buddy Dyer. Welcome home. Soar into tower. We are ready for takeoff. Manténganse alejado de las puertas. Hey, it's Amy from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, Clubbers, it's Scott from DVC Clubhouse. Hey, it's Kathleen from DVC Clubhouse. Welcome aboard, it's Phil from DVC Clubhouse. And welcome back to another episode of the Debrief Podcast brought to you by DVC Clubhouse. I am Amy and I am joined by my friends Phil, Scott, and Kathleen. Hello, everyone. Hey, hello, guys. Hello, hello. Welcome aboard, Clubbers. How's everyone doing? Well, it's tonight when we're recording this, but... It's after my bedtime. I know. Doing pretty good tonight. Wonderful. I'm keeping everyone up late because I had a previous engagement that took place and this was the only time we could record this week. So it's 8.45 p.m. on a Wednesday night and everyone probably looks like they're ready to call it a night. But, you know, we're going to we're going to talk about one of everyone's favorite Disney topics, and that is Disney dining. Before we get too far, has anyone noticed that Amy is exceptionally careful with her intro since her surprise back at like episode nine or ten? Listen, that was a a moment of weakness. <laughs> a moment of weakness. And I have worked very hard to not have another one of those. So thank you for noticing. I appreciate it. I had so much fun putting that intro together. I had so much fun listening to it. Because that was one that you didn't send to us beforehand. So I listened to it once it was uh, had gone live. And I was listening to it in my car and cracking up. <laughs> I do what I can. So anyway, to get back to the matter at hand, um, tonight we are talking about one of the favorite topics that people love talking about when they talk about Disney. And that is Disney Dining. And so tonight, we've decided that we're going to do a series on theme park restaurants, specifically table service restaurants. And we're going to break it into two episodes. At least that's the plan. We'll see how it goes tonight, how much we talk. Um, but tonight, we're going to talk about restaurants, table service restaurants at the Magic Kingdom and at Animal Kingdom. Just kind of share our thoughts about what we think about the restaurants Maybe what we think they could do better, what they need more of, what they need less of. So shall we start with uh, Magic Kingdom? Sure. The OG park? Yep. Well, it's probably the first or second worst table service theme park on property, so we might as well get it over with quickly, right? <laughs> I'll go first. Do it. I have, I have my list here. You're very efficient and prepared for, yes. for this. She did her homework. I did my homework. So for Magic Kingdom table service, I think, no, we I have not ate at every restaurant at Magic Kingdom. So this is just from the restaurants that I have ate at. And I'd have to say my number one table service at Magic Kingdom might be an unpopular opinion, but it is Tony's Town Square. 
Wow. Well, that probably, if you had said that to me one year ago, I probably would have said that's bananas. <laughs> but it really has, <laughs> it really has risen up for me on, on my list. A year ago, I would have said that it was Skipper's Canteen, that that was, you know, my number one go-to at Magic Kingdom. And in fact, I just I just recently passed my 60-day window for my February trip. Well, I guess it was a month ago now, but um I was trying to decide between going to Skipper Canteen and Tony's Town Square, and I ended up deciding to book a dinner reservation for one night and then a lunch reservation for another day. Um, for those two restaurants, because I'm staying at Copper Creek. So I'm going to be in the Magic Kingdom area. And I actually really have grown to love Tony's. It has become something that has become not, it's not just about the food. For me, it's like, I've had like really good experiences there lately. So, you know, as we always talk about the feels, I, I got the feels there. And now I kind of am bitten by the, by that bug. What do you love about it, Kathleen? I like the atmosphere there. I like the service has always been good when we go there. I love the what's the appetizer we get there? I the, was gonna the say, garlic let's, bread. Let's not talk about the atmosphere. Let's get to the real reason. <laughs> it's that tower of garlic bread with the boat of cheese sauce. Yes, that that is pretty good. Uh, they do. You have my attention. Oh, exactly. It's so good. So good. They also have my wine. I like there. Your moscato. My moscato. It's really good there. Yeah. I, I do agree with you. I like Tony's, but I don't think I would really consider that to be my number one. I think if I'm going to pick, I'm probably going to get crucified for this, but I'm going to still, I'm going to go with Be Our Guest. I think people knock it, but I just, I feel like it's overall best food at Magic Kingdom and a pretty cool experience too. Well, I'm going to have some choice words for that. But... I, I, I figured, I figured. Make that two of us. Yeah, here we go. I feel like Be Our Guest for me is, it's my old Key West. <laughs> oh, wow. I mean, and they rhyme, so that's really convenient. <laughs> I like that. I like the atmosphere in uh, Be Our Guest. I like it in there. It's pretty. It's it's too dark for me. It's a castle. It's the Beast Castle. I mean, they they themed it perfectly with the different rooms that it's you can pretty. eat in. It is. And I don't think the food is that bad. I mean, you can get a really good French onion soup. You can get a really good filet in the dessert trio that they have with the gray stuff. I mean, I don't know. I, I just feel like it's, it's delicious. It's, yes, it's delicious. <laughs> <laughs> But I feel like it's it's just so underrated and people have such, you know, people knock on it so bad. But what else are you going to get at Magic Kingdom? I have literally called it my least favorite table service restaurant in all of Walt Disney World. Not just <laughs> it Magic is Kingdom. on my list as my least favorite restaurant in Magic Kingdom. It was the bottom of the list for me. This is where I sign off. Goodbye. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I think you're right. I think theming wise... It's phenomenal. I think you walk in, it's absolutely stunning right from the stained glass at the entrance. I've taken some beautiful photos in front of that stained glass. I think the dining rooms, the different wings are fantastic. 
I think the Rose transforming with the kids just watching it wide-eyed is fantastic. The lightning outside the windows, theming-wise, the ceiling is beautiful. But to me, I, I think Amy called it her old Key West. It's my Bay Lake Tower. It has so much promise and so much potential, and it seems like it should be the absolute perfect place. And then you walk in, and I just find the food to be incredibly underwhelming. I think the French onion soup is good. I think it's really difficult to mess up a filet. And the gray stuff is just gray sugary frosting with some pearls sprinkled on top. But it's so good. It's just sugar. It's the gray stuff. I feel like the price tag for that restaurant is just outrageous. And I get that you're paying for being in the Beast Castle and for that experience that Phil just described. But from a food quality standpoint, it has no business being as expensive as it is. And I think that is my 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 gripe is that it is so expensive. And I just find the food to almost... I mean, my experiences have been, I feel like it's like mass produced catering hall food. And it's just for that price tag, it just does not do it for me. The other thing is, is that as beautiful as it is, that place is like chaos central. Trying, even if you have a reservation, you are being like herded like cattle in that front lobby area. It feels like it even, I don't think that I've ever been seated on time there. They're always seating me late and it just feels like there's, there's people everywhere and it kind of has that clanky sound with like the forks on the plates, maybe because it's got the high ceilings, but there's just something about it in there that just feels very rushed and harried and for as beautiful as it is, it just I don't feel like I can fully appreciate it because it feels like chaos to me. I've had different experiences depending on which dining room I'm in. I have had that experience where I feel like everything is loud and chaotic if I'm in the main, I don't know what the main part of it is called, that the middle part of it. But if I'm in like the West Wing or the other, di- I don't know what it's called, the other dining room that, off to the side. The music box room. Yeah, I don't feel like it's quite as... Uh, chaotic or loud over there but I just kind of picked it I guess out of default because I feel like every other restaurant at Magic Kingdom is pretty similar to what you just described as far as being herded in and you know a bunch of people waiting for their table um I don't know I I picked it just because I think it's unique with its theming and feels right it's hard to mess up a filet but you know, a good filet is a good filet and you get what you pay for. And that, that experience and, you know, the theming and everything to me is worth the money over something. And I'm, I'm going to go outside of a theme park, but I'm going to talk about uh, Topolino's where you don't get the theming and you don't get the cool experience, but you're still paying an astronomical price for food that is arguably not that good. It's still a filet at Topolino's, but I don't know. I guess that's why I picked it, just because I feel like it's it's the best themed restaurant in Magic Kingdom. Well, I'll see you point for point with mine. But first, Amy mentioned it, and I think this is what puts it in perspective for me. And I know that it might for you. It's $222 for me to go with my wife and kids to have dinner at Be Our Guest. That's before any drinks. That's before gratuity. 
I can take a 15 minute walk or a five minute ride on a boat and be at Narcusi's and spend the same amount of money on dinner and have a Narcusi's meal over a be our guest meal. And that's just what kills it for me. But you're not going to eat in a castle, Phil. <laughs> With the beast. Yeah. According to you, Grand Floridian is the next best thing to a castle. So. Well, we're talking about <laughs> theme parks. So, yes, you're right. I would it's definitely. It's not the crown jewel, Scott. <laughs> <laughs> and again, I know we're talking about theme park restaurants, but that's just where Be Our Guest falls short for me is there's so many other amazing options close by at a similar price point that I just can't see myself sitting inside the castle at the theme park. And we've done it. Everyone's done it. You know, my daughter wanted to go do it. They had the bell meet and greet. You could take a photo with it. We've done breakfast there. We've done lunch there. We've done dinner there. But just for food quality for 200 plus dollars, I would much rather go have a Narcusi's meal and sit looking out at the water than go to the castle. And that's just unfortunately, that's where Magic Kingdom falls short in their biggest challenge is you've got some reasonably good meals there, but there's some really, really good meals very close where if you're willing to leave the theme park, if you're a, a well-traveled Disney guest, there's some amazing choices that are very close by that I just can't justify a lot of the theme park. I mean, that being said, if I was talking to a first-timer who was going to Disney World with their kids, I would tell them, yes, you should you should go there, bring your kids, let them see it one time. I feel like for me, it is the ultimate one-and-done experience. Because you go in, you see it, and once you've seen it, you've seen it. Nothing's going to change about it. And I agree with you. You know, I would much rather spend my money on much better quality food someplace else. That's that's very close. And to go back to talking about Tony's, Tony's is pretty reasonably priced. And, you know, I and look, I... I'm not going to sit here and say that it, this is like the best Italian food and I'm going to go there because I want to sit down for excellent Italian food. But I will say that I think that the things that they've recently added to the menu, like they have the Kathleen and Scott were talking about the garlic bread tower. They also have a tomato and mutz salad. That's pretty good. Those two items alone for me to just get those two things are both appetizers and sit outside, get a glass of red wine. They have a really nice Chianti there that I like and overlook Main Street USA. That to me is even better than being inside the Beast Castle. Sitting outside overlooking Main Street USA with the Dapper Dan singing in the background, it just, that just feels like Disney World to me. You know, that feels like the Magic Kingdom, being able to be out there seeing the cast members holding the balloons, you know, those clear balloons with the Mickey head balloons inside. Like, I just love the aesthetic of that, like the big bunches of balloons. That to me is like such Disney Magic Kingdom vibes that that's why I think recently it's really moved up to the top of my list because if I'm going, if, if I accept the fact that Magic Kingdom overall, you don't go to Magic Kingdom to eat, like for for great dining. So accepting that fact, I'm going to pick the places that give me something that I can't get anywhere else. And yes, you can't get the Beast Castle anywhere else, but I feel like, like I said, once you've been in there and seen it, you've done it. But there's something about like the dynamics of 
being on Main Street USA where, you know, every time you're going to sit out there, it's going to be different. You're going to see something different. You're going to hear something different and, you know, eat carbs and drink red wine. Okay. Works for me. I was trying to find a picture and I can't find it of that tower of garlic bread with the cheese sauce. It so looks can... like you're playing Django with garlic bread. And it's like a Alfredo sauce more than a... It's like, yeah, it's like a cheesy, like an Alfredo dipping. It's so good. It is really good. I'll go to Tony's with you if we agree we can actually play Jenga with the garlic bread. <laughs> I'm telling you, it looks like Jenga. Totally. I think fall, Amy nailed it'll it. It'll fall down. If you imagine in your mind a Disney commercial, like, you know, they show Cinderella walking down the stairs at Grand Floridian. They also show stormtroopers in that lobby, but that's neither here nor there. If you imagine what a meal should be in your imagination on Main Street USA, the dream of eating with your children on Main Street USA, the aesthetic and the feel inside of Tony's is it. Hands down, you're looking out at everything that is the Magic Kingdom. You said it yourself. It's, you know, it's a painting with light Main Street USA work of art especially at night as the sun's going down. It's an absolutely fantastic aesthetic. That's where nostalgia is made right there. Can you see it? Can you tell? For everyone who's listening, Kathleen is holding her <laughs> phone up to the camera to show Phil what the garlic bread tower looks like. There it is. All right, I'll give it it's another delicious. shot. Very delicious. I'll be eating it in February. I think in counterpoint to Scott, I've got to go with... Skipper Canteen. Number one, you walk up to Skipper Canteen. You're walking through Adventureland. You see it in front of you. You've got that ceiling fan in the, what would we call that, a portico, I guess, spinning. You've got the rattan chairs circling everywhere. It's the one place where I don't feel harried when I'm trying to get to the hostess stand. There's not 18 people crowding into two little benches like some of the other restaurants. They're not backed up. You can sit in those chairs they call your name there's benches inside there's plenty of seating out in front of the restaurant theming especially if you're a disney geek and you want to walk around that restaurant hands down skipper canteen has the absolute best theming the best easter eggs the best little hidden gems and hell i'm a dad i can't ever get past the dad jokes as they're walking you through i can almost quote them word for word there's only eight or 10 of them that they say on the way to the table. The menu is what throws people, I think, because to read the menu, it seems like really exotic, crazy food. But when you look at the ingredients, it's just crazy names put to pretty reasonably good, but standard fare. I go and I get, you used to get the salad, the sirloin salad. That was phenomenal. The pot stickers are excellent. They had a pork dish that was excellent the only knock I would throw at it is post-COVID, they have trimmed the menu substantially, so there aren't as many selections as there used to be. But I think for theming, for quality, for quality versus price, for the aesthetic walking inside, and I could spend hours just wandering through there, looking at the titles of the books in the hallway, looking at the paintings, looking at all the little kitschy things that they collected from around the world that hang up on the walls. The doors up overhead that have everybody's name, the voices coming out of the doors, I think for me, hands down, it's just got to be Skipper Canteen. Now, with that said, you're kind of picking the best of the worst in Magic Kingdom. 
but that will always be our go-to if we decide we're going to dine inside the theme park. So we've never been to Skipper Canteen. I think it's because of the menu. I think yeah. it's what Phil said. I look at the menu and it's it just seems pretty standard to me. But yeah, we got to give it a try. I really enjoy it there as well. And I have had, I mean, it, it's kind of, you know, it, it's it's supposed to be like the place where the, the skippers of the, the jungle cruise boats go. And just like jungle cruise, sometimes the quality of your ride depends on the quality of your skipper. Entirely. Same holds true at Skipper Canteen. The quality of your kind of of the overall experience will depend on your server. I've had servers that have just nailed it. They, you know, you know that they love working there and they are fully bringing you that experience and some that are just bringing you your food. But as as somebody who desperately misses the Adventurers Club, I love Skipper Canteen because it kind of has that feel all of these treasures that are, you know, the society of, of explorers and adventurers have all gathered and, and this is where they, they keep all of their things and have all of their books and all of their maps and, and everything. I think that the, the whole concept behind the restaurant is really fun and the food every single time. I mean, I even got the whole fish there once, um, which probably horrify Kathleen. But the whole fish, face and all, looking at me. No. And that was delicious. And you wouldn't think that getting a whole fish in the Magic Kingdom would be something that was enjoyable. But I really enjoyed that. And I love one of the appetizers there, the the cachapas, which um, I'll I'll read the, ex- the description of them to you. I brought it up on my Disney experience. So let me. I just want to break in and say Kungaloosh. <laughs> Kungaloosh. Um, house-made corn pancakes, beer-braised pork, roasted corn, Fresno pepper salsa, and avocado cream. Mwah. Just gave you the chef's kiss again, guys. Amy and her <laughs> chef's kiss. <laughs> Those things are delicious. I love it there. My kids love it there. It's just one of those experiences where it's like fun for the whole family. You know, like you just go and everyone has a good time and the food is good and the atmosphere is so cool. So that's why, I, you know, if you had asked me a year ago, I would have said definitely number one was was Skipper Canteen. But now Tony's really has, I kind of feel like they're neck and neck because of the feels that I've recently been getting at Tony's along with the garlic bread. Garlic bread is really bringing out the feels. We'll have to give Skipper Canteen a try. If I could come back in another life, I would come back as the person who was hired by Disney to travel around the world and buy the things that are up on the wall because that had to be just the greatest around the world journey ever. I'm so, so fixated fun. on the garlic bread. I thought you were going to say if you could come back, you would want to be a stack of garlic bread. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with that either. <laughs> My secret inner desire. <laughs> so let's talk about some of the other restaurants then. So, I mean, we, you know, we touched on Be Our Guest and you know, the two that, you know, I think Phil and I kind of both agree on and and you both agree that Tony is, is kind of probably maybe not number one for both of you, but up there. And so if you're on Main Street USA, you've got the Plaza restaurant on one side and you've got Crystal Palace on the other side. I've never eaten at the Plaza restaurant. It just doesn't seem like anything that would ever need to be a priority for me because it seems very basic, like burgers and fries and 
and that type of stuff. Yeah, we have never ate. We've never ate there. Just the ice cream, and that's pretty much all. You know, that's. I don't think there's anything else I would want. I've eaten there numerous times, so I can speak to that one. I would say five years ago, it was a great place to go with the kids. It was very simple, standard fare, but it was reasonably good, and the price point was excellent. We used to walk out of the plaza with a $75 dinner bill. Where in Disney can you walk out of a sit-down restaurant with a $75 dinner bill? Their club sandwich was a standard club sandwich, but it was very good. Their salads were very good. Their dessert was and still is very good. They've got a bread pudding. Their fries are terrible. They're just these frozen fries, the loaded fries. They throw some nasty cheese on top and some bacon bits, and they call it a meal. We used to traditionally go there. Almost every trip, our last night, would be that for dinner, specifically because we try and begin and end our trip in Magic Kingdom because the kids are little. That's slowly starting to change, but up until now, that has always been our M.O., Sitting there, similar to Tony's, as you're waiting, you're on the old Tomorrowland Terrace. There's a lot going on. We'd book it for about 5 o'clock. At the time, the Move It, Shake It, Mouse Get Dance It street party used to come by at 5 o'clock, which was probably to date, outside of Festival of Fantasy, my favorite daytime parade. I've got videos of it. There's videos of me just dancing along and singing to it. It's, it's quite embarrassing. But I've got two words for you. Up well, until I five years ago. I watching Fantasmic, so... These videos may surface. (laughs) So up until five years ago, two words that made the plaza for me. Bottomless milkshake. You used to buy a milkshake with your dinner, and when it got half empty, they would go next door, they would get you another one, and it would magically appear on your table. And anyone who knows me well knows that the secret way to my heart is through ice cream. You start (laughs) throwing ice cream in front of me, and I am your best friend forever. So it was always good, and it was always very, very reasonable. You could get a 5 o'clock reservation there almost any time. You'd watch the parade. You'd go and you'd have some dinner. You were out of there by 6, and you could spend the rest of your night in Magic Kingdom enjoying yourself with the kids. The last two years, it has gone downhill so quickly. The quality of the food is terrible. The burger that shows up for my daughter, I think I actually asked the server the last time we were there what the name of the dog was that had to sacrifice their life for that burger. It was awful. Hopefully it wasn't Pluto. And I think it was 90 or $95 for a really not good dinner the last couple of trips. So this trip we've got coming up, it was stricken off our list. Even the kids don't want to do it anymore. So I think it it used to be a a reasonably good restaurant that was kind of a must-do for us, and it's a we're-not-going-to-go-back-anytime-again-soon restaurant for us now. Well, you've solidified my my decision to never go there. (laughs) Oh, and they don't do the bottomless milkshakes anymore. Now it's just an $8 single milkshake, so I'm out. Oh, that ruins it. What were you saying? Let's talk about, um, I was thinking about the Crystal Palace, because Amy had mentioned Scott wants to talk about poo. Who doesn't want to talk about poo? That restaurant, I think, I don't know. We've had some really good Mm -hmm. experiences there, and then we've had some not so good. But for a buffet, I mean, standard. Same. There's no in-between with Crystal Palace. It's either an amazing meal with a fantastic buffet where everything is hot and fresh, or it's just terrible. And I've never had anything other than one of those two, and we've had both. 
I mean, what they have to offer is good with the the chicken and the peel and eat shrimp. And, you know, there's a lot of different things that you can get. But I I really don't know if I prefer breakfast over dinner there because we've had breakfast a couple of times and I thought it was really good. But, you know, as far as buffets, I think it's just kind of middle of the road for me. I think that it's pretty unforgettable food at a $61 price tag per person. So that that Did you say unforgettable? Unforgettable. Yeah. I mean, I've eaten there a couple of times in the past few years and I literally can't even tell you what I ate there. It was just so unforgettable and unremarkable. I mean, I think it was fine, but I don't have this memory of like even any ounce of what I ate. Like it, I just ate the meal and it became a memory. Forgettable. <laughs> who wants to, who wants to tell her? I, I'm sitting here trying to hold it back, but go ahead. What? <laughs> it was unforgettable, but you forgot all about it immediately. Pretty sure that would be uh, what we call forgettable. Well, you know. That's funnily right. enough. Funnily. funnily enough, I'm describing things very, I'm, at least I'm consistent, okay? <laughs> at least Too I'm much consistent. Frangelico over the holiday season <laughs> next to Polly. Amy's like, oh, bother. <laughs> Well, speaking of which, I will say that the, I think that the character interaction there has been always really good when I've been there consistently. Um, Agreed. Agree. And so I, that's really the reason to go. It's not the food, it's for the character interaction. And that's another place where, you know, if somebody was asking me, where should I go for a character meal in the parks? That's one of the places I would recommend because I think that the the character interaction has always really been fun and cute. And every time I've been there, they come around more than once. They're very interactive. They they kind of, you know, come up with like inside jokes with you. So when they come back, they they bring it up again. And it it's fun for that. But for 61 bucks, I would definitely do breakfast. I I that but that's just me in general. If I'm gonna do a character meal. I'm going to pick breakfast over the other meals like nine out of 10 times because of the price tag. And we'll get to my favorite character breakfast in our next park, but that one is excellent. There's no doubt about it. But I think if you look at Magic Kingdom and you look at what the restaurants are that everybody goes to, it is Be Our Guest, the other hard to get is Cinderella's Royal Table, and there's Crystal Palace. And I don't think any of the three have really unforgettable food i think they have good experiences but i think all three survive on the fact that or thrive on the fact that there's not a lot of choices in that park and it's where you go to see characters so everybody that goes for their once in a lifetime or their once every three or five year trip have to have those reservations and that's what makes them successful can we go back for a minute wait did i say that the meal was unforgettable you did twice oh yeah i totally no, I'm and not then consistent. you waxed poetic about how you yeah. forgot all about it. Oh, yeah, I, I did. It, I meant that it is completely forgettable, unremarkable. <laughs> don't remember a damn thing about it. <laughs> so sorry. Yeah, and it took me a minute to even after you spelled it out for me. Sorry, that's, it's late. It's nine fifteen, guys. You know, four hours later. Anyway. <laughs> Scott and I were trying so hard to keep it bottled up inside. <laughs> Oh my gosh. So see, I might have nailed the intro, but now I can't even make sense when I speak. So, you know, <laughs> anyway, sorry, sorry to cut you off. I, I, I just, Cinderella's Royal Table, is that, is that where we have 
No, by all means, continue on with your epiphany, your your <laughs> self realization. It's great. Is okay. So yeah. what's next? I I think there's one there's one restaurant that people are forgetting about, and it's actually up there for me with BR Cast. <laughs> Um, Liberty Tavern. It's, Liberty, Tree it's Tavern. Liberty Tree Tavern. Everybody, much like Hall of Presidents, everybody forgets about this restaurant. No, I mean it's, it's fine. It's good because half of Hall of Presidents and half of what they serve hasn't been relevant since the 1800s. But it's so good. It's fine. Ooey gooey toffee cake. That is the saving grace of that restaurant. Oh yeah, it, to me it's one of the ones. It's just it's different. It's unique. What is it? It is. $42 a person? $42 per person. I mean, it's okay. I definitely wouldn't pick it over some you know, like something else, but it, it's it's just okay to me. It's Thanksgiving dinner. Mm-hmm. And who doesn't love Thanksgiving dinner? Me. I think turkey is <laughs> really an undesirable. They also have pot roast, pot roast and pork for you <laughs> unforgettable folks out there. <laughs> Unforgettable. Oh, here we go. Sorry. (laughs) That was a trill. (laughs) I have not eaten at Liberty Tree Tavern in probably like 27 years. So my opinions are outdated. (laughs) That was very specific. 27 years. (laughs) Checks calendar. So you said there's one restaurant that we're forgetting, and I would say that there's another one that everyone's forgetting, and it came up in the episode Amy and I had when you were sick. There's another sit-down restaurant in Magic Kingdom that breaks my heart. The Diamond Horseshoe Review. The Diamond Horseshoe, because it's not a review. It's just the Diamond Horseshoe. Never what been there. What a waste Neither so have open? I. I've walked inside, but what a waste of incredible space of incredible history, of incredible nostalgia. Think of Hoop to Do, a smaller show inside of Magic Kingdom with the same fried chicken, and what an amazing hit that would be. And instead they give us the Diamond Horseshoe. I thought it was, I thought they served the same food as Liberty Tree. I think that that was a post-COVID thing. Oh, I think that they had different menus before COVID, but I might be mistaken. But I think I remember because those are two restaurants that are just have never been enticing to me. But I remember post COVID people on social media, like ranting about the fact that they had the same menu at both places. So I think that still the case used to have a different menu. And then they just because because I believe that they share a kitchen. They share a wall. So, yeah, they share a kitchen. It's the exact same menu. Because nothing says the Old West in the Diamond Horseshoe Review like the Saloon Feast, by the way, is, it's going to sound familiar, roasted turkey, pot roast, and oven roasted pork with mashed potatoes, seasonal vegetables, stuffing, and house-made mac and cheese. Because we all know how big of a holiday Thanksgiving was in Tombstone. (laughs) Well, what would you have them serving? Snake soup? They could go with the same fried chicken that you used to find over uh, at what was the buffet escaping Trails End, which used to be a must do for us. It was one of the only reasons I could actually countenance going over to the campground that and the Tricircle D Ranch. But you could serve fried chicken. Heck, you could serve the exact same thing as Pecos Bills, but put it on a regular plate and make it seem more 
thematically appropriate than what they're serving there and bring in a little show that would sell out every single night. People would be lining up for it. And instead, we have Thanksgiving dinner. In the Wild West. In the not-so-Wild West. Hey, it's better than Disneyland where it's a quick service and they're giving you greasy chicken fingers across the counter, but not by much. So we glossed over Cinderella's Royal Table. What do what does everyone think about that? We've never been there. I have. Oh, you have. I've never been there. Many, many, many years ago. We have not been because I refuse to pay the price. So I went there on my first trip ever when I was 14 years old, and it was the literally the first thing that we did we stayed at the contemporary we walked over it was called king stephen's king stephen's dining hall that's why you saw me make that face i was gonna ask it was king stephen's back then yep but it was basically the same you know it was the same dining room it was i think probably like the same menu yeah nobody knew who king stephen was that's a true story nobody knew who king stephen was so they had to rename the restaurant well and and you know what give cinderella some props i mean you know who the heck it is, is her Seven? castle why, for goodness yeah. sake why why the heck should he be having the the feast or whatever the misogyny is overwhelming us oh, for real thank god somebody came to their senses <laughs> <laughs> um so anyway i think that it's again it's like kind of a one and done for me um because it's very fun to be able to say that you ate inside cinderella's castle it's pretty cool looking in there as i recall the character interactions were fun but it's kind of like be our guest for me it's you know i i would tell a first timer pick one or the other depending on which your which princess your kid likes more and go there for the experience and then never go again because again it's expensive the quality of the food is does not match the price tag but it is fun to be able to say that you, you know, you got to eat inside Cinderella's castle. And I don't know if they've brought this back after COVID, but have they brought back that you get to, as part of your meal, take a picture with Cinderella? I think so. Sure. I think they did. Because when they first brought it back, there was one princess. And now I think they're back to all of the princesses with the picture with Cinderella. $84 per adult, by the way. I like Ouch. To- yeah, that's a big ouch. But I'd I'd like to go. I at was least just once. doing the math. Two hundred and sixty six dollars for me to go with my family. No thanks. For that kind of price, I want a night in the dream suite. <laughs> so have we? I think we've we've touched on all of the table service at Magic Kingdom, right? I think so. I think so. So I, I have to recap Magic Kingdom real quick. I just I I think I know. But if somebody gave you a coupon and said, "Here's one free meal to any table service." What are you picking? Price doesn't matter. What are you picking? Here's a free coupon to eat wherever you want in Magic Kingdom. We did talk about all of them, right? I think so. Which one are you picking? Table service. Yep. Here's a coupon. You can eat anywhere in Magic Kingdom. Well, I'm I'm going to say Cinderella's Royal Table. Oh, because, oh now we change. Oh, no, because oh. I've never been there, and mm-hmm. I'd like to go, and if it's someone else is paying for it, I'm going to go. So much for that garlic bread. All right. <laughs> Amy? I, I gave you my reasons, and then that's why. Very good. Amy? I think that I'm going to go with Tony's. How about you, Phil? Am I going by myself, or am I taking my family? You get to take your family. 
then I've got to go with Kathleen because it would make my daughter's night to do Cinderella's Royal Table, but I would do it under protest and only because I love my children. If it were myself or me and Emily or myself, Emily, and my son, it's Skipper Canteen all day long. But just knowing what my daughter's little face would be to be in the castle, I would end up at Cinderella's Royal Table. Scott, are you Be Our Guest? I'm Be Our Guest. I'm the only one that stayed the same, and it's just because of the gray stuff. You're the only one that was willing to pay far too much for a meal in the first place. It's, it's expensive, but it's not as bad as Cindy's. This is true. <laughs> but you guys are friends now. You're besties, Cindy. <laughs> <laughs> so we're at 41 minutes, and we haven't talked about Animal Kingdom at all. Wait a minute. You didn't Do we think pay? we can squ- squeeze them in? Animal Kingdom's only going to take five minutes anyway. There's not that much there. I've got one pick at Animal Kingdom for a sit-down that I think is phenomenal, and that's it. What are we going to talk about? Rainforest Cafe? I forgot about Rain... (laughs) I didn't even have that on the list. (laughs) How can you forget about Rainforest Cafe at Animal Kingdom? Oh, my God. So, I mean, as far as Animal Kingdom goes, you said that one of the best character interactions was at Crystal Palace. For me, if we're going to go do a character meal, and we've done it in the past, and we'll still do it in the future, I'm going to Tusker House for breakfast. You get as close to the Fab Five Fab Five, as you're going to get outside of that awful, deplorable, nasty Chef Mickey's at the Contemporary. Oh, wow. They have by far... Oh, remind me to tell you my Chef Mickey story. We are I've never fight. paid so much to be so disgusted in all my life. There's I'll gonna, tell you the story. You'll there's understand. There's going to be a whole episode about this now because... Oh, boy. Okay. Phil just pushed a button and it was the Did wrong button. Did that precede the contemporary bathroom ex- No, story. that was totally different. <laughs> okay, so I'll backtrack just for a second. So we went to Chef Mickey's. The kids were little. It was in the middle of the dinner rush. I get it. It was an hour and 25 minutes past our reservation before we were seated. We were seated in that little half upper level. We did not get all of the characters. We were basically told, we're sorry, we're busy. They're just not going to make it to your table. The table itself was disgusting. And when I say the amount of food that was still under the table when we were seated, it would have taken a commercial vacuum to clean it all out there were at least one or two sittings worth of everything under our table, under our chairs. I refused to put my bag on the floor. It was that disgusting. I'd say a third of the food was empty and it just wasn't getting refilled. And what I pulled from the buffet was tepid. We went once and I was so horrified with the experience. We never went back. I get that it's a one maybe in a million chance, I get other people have amazing experiences. It was bar none, hands down, the absolute worst meal I have ever, ever had on Disney property. It was- That's horrible. Terrible. Next time you're down, Phil, I am taking you to Chef Mickey's. It's a date, me and you, buddy. Me and you, Chef Mickey's. And you better get on video, you guys twirling your napkins over your head. (laughs) Biscuits in the oven. (laughs) It's the common reaction. When I say I hate Chef Mickey's, everyone gives me the same look. I literally have never paid so much money to be nauseous and sick to my stomach at a meal. It was, and I'm not the kind of person who goes to guest relations. I paid the bill. I shut my mouth. The kid got to see most of the characters and we went on our merry way. But if I were one of those people, I would have pulled up a cot 
at guest relations to complain about that restaurant visit. You said this was a while ago. Complain to guest services, but you will speak about it scathingly for the rest of your life. Um, I, they're just those people that, regardless of what happens, you know, we were we were supposed to get forty seven French fries on our plate, and instead we got forty five. So I want three fast passes and my entire stay comped. I just I can't be that person. What was your question, Scott? You asked something. You said that was a long time ago. Was that pre? So yeah, I it was pre COVID. I want to say it was probably around two thousand seventeen ish, somewhere in that vicinity. The kids were really little at the time, but we have not been back since. It was that bad. Post COVID, I think it's gone through a major transformation. That's good to know. And we did it's a dining a gl- review. There. It's had a glow up. It, it's it's I'm been plus. Yeah, it's it's got an upgrade, but I was really surprised. I think you were too. I I, I was shocked. Yes, how good that meal well, was. Well, for those of you who are interested, Kathleen and Scott's Chef Mickey's Dining Review is on our YouTube channel. So check it out at DVC Clubhouse. Yeah, and while that... you're at it, follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok. Anyway, shall we move back to Animal Kingdom after so back that to Animal Kingdom. commercial break? <laughs> the hands down, outside of Boma, hands down, the best buffet I have ever been to on property is the breakfast buffet at Tusker House. It's expansive. There's every kind of breakfast food you could imagine and probably 30 breakfast foods you couldn't imagine. They're all delicious. They've got an entire table that's just pastries and donuts and bread. They've got a giant fruit selection. They've got every breakfast food you could just possibly think of. It's all hot. It's always been excellent. We have never once been rushed out of that restaurant. And you get to see, I think, the better part of the Fab Five, if I'm not mistaken. And it's not cheap, but it's not the most expensive buffet on property especially for breakfast. It's just, it's a phenomenal meal. I, for as much as I will crap all over Chef Mickey's, I will sing to the heavens the praises of Tusker House for breakfast. I love Tusker House. I just had a visual image of that, by the way. No, Tusker House is, is a really good buffet. I really, I like the breakfast more than I like the dinner, I think. But I love going there because Donald and Daisy are there. And I think the character interaction is really nice. No, we never feel rushed being in that restaurant. No, it's and, a, it's a different experience. And though. for a buffet, it's there's a lot of options on that buffet, even for dinner. But I definitely do like the breakfast there. I was going to say for lunch and dinner, it's a dollar more expensive than Crystal Palace. Hmm. But you don't get to play with poo. Yeah. They have better characters. But if you crap all over Chef Mickey's, then you can't. (laughs) Incidentally, the only time I've witnessed a Code Brown at Disney was in the bathroom of Crystal Palace. They shut down the whole side of the restaurant. It was so terrible. And it was not one of my kids. I just need to point that out. Oh, my gosh. That is terrible. (laughs) So it has been a minute since I've eaten at Tusker House. And honestly, I don't even I can't remember if I ate there. Wait a minute, you knew that it was exactly 27 years, four months, three days, and two hours from one meal, but it's just been a minute since Tusker House, you can't recall? No, I, 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 well, because I don't remember if I actually ate there when it was a buffet, but um, what I will say is when I did the Wild Africa Trek last year, the food that they give you on that trek is prepared in the Tusker House kitchen, and 
every morsel of food that I ate on that Wild Africa trek was absolutely delicious. I was blown away. And and look, we're talking like finger foods, you know, like sandwiches and hummus and, you know, but everything was absolutely delicious. And when they, and they did not tell us that until after we ate and everyone was raving about it. And then they, you know, said, fun fact, this was prepared at, by the, you know, chefs at Tusker House. At that moment, I was like, you know, I really got to get there. I just really have, I'm, I'm like anti-buffet. And that's my, that's my problem is that I just, the price tag for buffets is just so high. And I, and I have trouble, I have trouble. But it's all you care to enjoy. I know, but I care to enjoy a plate of food, not 10. <laughs> so, you know, for some people, it is a great value. For me, it, it's just not the way I dine. You know, like I, I'm the person who's heartbroken about California Grill because I would rather order six appetizers than, you know, one entree. And I, I just, I want to like have little samples of everything and then that's enough. I will say one thing that the one time that the dining plan makes sense, at least in my calculations, and I have some pretty in-depth spreadsheets, is if you've got little kids and you're going to do character buffets for the entire trip, that is the only time that a dining plan makes financial sense. Yeah. I've, I was actually thinking about that recently because I was he hearing people talk about how they they buy it specifically so they can pick like the most expensive dining experiences and use two meal credits. And whether it's like an $81 meal or a $42 meal, it's two meal credits. But yeah, so Tusker house is definitely one that I, that I need to, to get back to. So, because it, it, the menu is right up my alley and I know that I would love it. And based on that wild Africa track, I, I'm sure that it, that it's excellent. So have you guys eaten at Tiffin's? Never. Haven't, haven't been there yet. I love Tiffin's. I think Tiffin's is really, honestly, I think that it might be in my top three theme park restaurants at Walt Disney World. It's just really excellent. And I feel like you can usually always get a reservation there. You know, it, it, for anybody who's gone gone to Nomad Lounge, you can order some of the Tiffin's menu menu items at the lounge and all of those items are delicious and their expanded dining room menu is is just as good. And just like everything else in Animal Kingdom, Tiffin's is really well thought out. They have like these different rooms that represent different parts of the culture and kind of similar Phil to what you were saying about um Skipper Canteen. They just have art and artifacts that just really make the experience it's not, this is not in your face, kind of like Skipper Canteen, but just these like subtle touches that tell a story of the culture. And so I, I really love it there. And I think that that's a very overlooked, probably one of the most overlooked restaurants on property. I'm looking at the menu now. It's not inexpensive, but it's not out of control for what you get. The menu looks very good actually from the appetizers through the entrees straight down to the desserts i think the reason it's never crossed our radar is i've made no secret of the fact that i never make it past 12 or one o'clock in animal kingdom before i'm ready to throw in the towel so we've never been there for dinner well you can eat there for lunch and it's the same menu yeah i don't eat that heavy for lunch and i think that's why it's never popped up but the well, menu is really good and it's got whole fried sustainable fish kathleen 
your favorite. Oh, yeah. They can smile at you from the plate. I'll pick it up and give it a kiss. No. I have pictures. A, a friend of mine does that all the time, and she's gotten me in the habit. So now every every time I eat a whole fish, I take a picture looking like I'm giving it a kiss because, you know, it's the little fish mouth. Has anybody else seen these photos? I need these photos in my life. I'll send you guys one. You know that meme I always send you of the little girl? That's how I'm yeah. I'm thinking right now. <laughs> it's like... <laughs> the little girl in the car seat. Yeah. With the look of disgust. Yes. Yeah. So I, as much as I really enjoy Tusker House, because I really do enjoy that restaurant, I did not pick that as my number one. Um, I picked Yakimieti. I've We've been there a few times. Um, I've gotten something different every time. I thought it was really good. I like the atmosphere in there. It's pretty cool design. I like how it has two levels. I don't know. I really liked it there. And I think it's pretty inexpensive. It's okay. It's okay? Mm-hmm. Eh, That's all I, I got like to it. say about that. <laughs> it's it's just okay. I'll pick Tusker House over Yak and Yeti. But yeah, Yak and Yeti, they've got some pretty unique offerings. I like the dessert that they have. The Somebody help me out. The dumplings? Are they like the, the wontons? It was like strawberry wontons or something. Their menu is huge. They have a really good dessert there, yeah. But I don't know. I, I think it's just okay. I want to try. They have that outdoor quick service that I think would be good. But yeah, I guess if I'm going to pick a restaurant, I'm, I'm going to go to Tusker House before Yak and Yeti. Well, you're not always in a in the mood for a buffet. I mean, you're paying a hefty price and you have to really be hungry to eat at a buffet. Yeah, but like I said, they have that outdoor quick service at Yak and Yeti now. So I think I would just try something there mm-hmm. before I actually sit down for a whole meal. But at least at Tusker House, I know I'm going to get something that I right. like. Plus, I get to have fun with Donald. <laughs> I'm going to Yak and Yeti for all five desserts. What good are they? Lord, they look good. What are they? So you've got the fried wontons, which is what you referenced. That yeah. skewers of fresh pineapple and cream cheese wontons, that's, that's vanilla it. ice cream, so and a honey vanilla drizzle, a pineapple upside down cake, mango key lime cheesecake, New York cheesecake, and a chocolate pudding cake with raspberry sauce. Just yes, please to all five. Yeah, the wontons are really good. That's the one dessert that really stood out. And I don't even remember what I got for an entree now that I'm thinking about it. It was unforgettable. It was very unforgettable. <laughs> <laughs> so Yak and Yeti kind of reminds me of P.F. Chang's in terms of like the the type of food, the quality Ouch. of the food. <laughs> wow. Which is like, uh, to me, it's like a more like upscale chain Chinese food. Like that's what it feels like for me. Glorified mall like, food. Yeah, it's not like quite a mall Chinese food, food court, restaurant. It's a, it's a little bit more upscale than that. But to me, the draw of Yak and Yeti is how awesome it looks in there. It's so cool looking in there. It the is. design is great. It has all these different rooms. Yeah. Like you feel like you've like entered into something that's like has meaning, even though it's they built it for a theme park. Like it feels right. like it was there and it's old and, you know, ancient and very cool. They also, their bar has really fun drinks. That's, see, like, I kind of think to your your point, Phil, Animal Kingdom is difficult because, first of all, they have such good quick service options there. Even their, even their carts, their food carts have good food. So. It's the only park you can actually get some fruit. 
in the afternoon if you just want fruit. It's the only park other than the banana and bruised apples in Liberty Square. It's the only place to get fruit, period. Well, and that that street corn that they sell in, in Harambe is really delicious. But I think that Yak and Yeti is, is good. I mean, I, I just I just don't think that I, I really often want to make the investment, the time investment at Animal Kingdom to sit down. And so, I mean, are those the only three? Yak and Yeti, Tusker House, and... Rainforest, Rainforest. Cafe, baby. Let's not oh. forget about Rainforest. Yeah, we don't eat often. We don't eat uh, table service often at Animal Kingdom. We usually go to Nomad Lounge. Every time we're in Animal Kingdom, we're at Nomad. They have good drinks. They have good appetizers. I mean, I could get full at Nomad just eating off their menu. Other than that, we don't eat too much table service there. Mainly quick service at the parks. Right. It also doesn't help that that park closes down at 7 p.m. for over half the year. Yeah. I feel like a fun thing to do is, you know, a a lot of people, because they consider Animal Kingdom a half-day park, they rope drop it and then leave at around lunchtime. I think that a a good strategy could be to go for the back half of the day and have dinner at Tiffin's and then be able to be at Pandora at night. Because that's the one thing that I feel like, because I always leave Animal Kingdom during the day, I'm missing out on some of like the coolest parts of that park. Because that park at night, Pandora is obviously awesome. Tree of Life at night looks really cool. You know, that that park has has something to offer at nighttime that I think a lot of people just bypass. So I don't know, maybe that's something to consider is making, if you do consider it a half day park, I mean, you probably need to buy Genie Plus for this so that you can, if you want to ride the big rides there, buy it, stack your ride so that you can show up, bang those rides out, go to Tiffin's, get to see Pandora at night. It's just like a, a different way, a different way to do it. I mean, I think overall Animal Kingdom is pretty strong when it comes to dining. I don't think that there's anything there that I would say, like, this is absolutely disgusting. You know, all I think all of... Why Rainforest I don't, Cafe. Well, we don't count it. <laughs> Clearly, we don't count it. It's not even in the park. It's outside the park. It's literally before you go. You don't even need theme park entrance to get into it. So it doesn't even count. It's in the parking lot of Animal Kingdom. I, I'm all for disregarding Rainforest Cafe, <laughs> but you said there's the nothing restroom. disgusting there. It is behind the restroom. <laughs> you know, I, I will tell you, when Animal Kingdom first opened, and I went for the first time ever, and was just, you know, Rainforest Cafe was a, a new concept, and they had it there, and it felt like it, w- you know, was like so like synergistic to the theming of the park. And I don't really know when Animal Kingdom first opened, what other table service there was because i think tusker when animal kingdom opened tusker house was a quick service and tiffin's and nomad lounge were not there yak and yeti i I don't know i don't know if yak and yeti was an opening day restaurant i don't think it was because i don't even think asia was open so i think rainforest cafe might have been like the only table service restaurant at animal kingdom when that park opened and i ate there it was my first time eating there i thought it was really cool and we walked from the restaurant and into the park from that entrance through, you know, you can enter into the park through Rainforest Cafe. And there was an, uh, a bar out there that had 
bar stools that looked like animal butts. And I like thought it was so cute. And I, at this time, I mean, how old was I? I, I recently 21, I guess. 27 years Is ago. Is that right? <laughs> <laughs> that would be about right. 26. But I, I always was like, oh, I'm going to come back here one day and I'm going to sit at this bar and I'm going to have a drink. And that was in what, like 1999 when the park opened? Is that when it opened? What, when did that park open? 2000? No. It was 1998, 99? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah, because they just had their 30th, so it had to be right in there. So I said that then. And I, I had that drink at that bar for the first time last year. <laughs> I never went back and, and had the drink there. And when I went and, and I did it just because I was like, you know what, I'm going to do this. Because I said when I was, you know, 20 years old that when I could drink, I'd come back here and, ha and have a drink. And <laughs> when I walked out here, I was like, this place is so underwhelming. What, did, what was I so enamored by? And maybe, maybe it's changed. But yeah, I, I, I don't ever set foot in that rainforest cafe. Oh, no. What did you pack? There's a lot of things I thought were cool at 20 and 21 that I wouldn't be caught dead doing now, no. so it makes sense. <laughs> did you pick Tusker House, Scott? No, I picked Flame Tree Barbecue. No, you didn't. <laughs> I can't pick it because it's quick service. Yeah. Oh, I would pick Tusker House. That was Tusker my House. that's my choice. Hands down, Tusker House. But I haven't tried Tiffin, so I can't really, you know, one third of the restaurants I haven't technically tried at Animal Kingdom. And I mean, Nomad Lounge is a lounge, but it is kind of table service because they do take your order and bring it to your table. And I just love it there. So, I mean, if, Me if, if, if we're counting that, then Nomad Lounge is my number one. Same. But if we're not counting it because technically it's a lounge, then I'm going with Tiffin's. I have to give Yak and Yeti an honorable mention, and I've never eaten there. I'm just scrolling through the menu. And when I say scrolling, I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling and I'm scrolling. You're going to give yourself one of the biggest menus. It's got to be one of the biggest menus on property. I'm flabbergasted. It's like Cheesecake Factory. It's like a, a dictionary full of food. Speaking <laughs> of overpriced mall food. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. So I think overall Animal Kingdom has like really solid dining options, table service. I, I'd be happy eating at any of them. But overall, I, I, I really am happy to just kind of eat around Animal Kingdom the way that I eat around World Showcase. Right. So any any final thoughts about Magic Kingdom or Animal Kingdom? Mm, do you have any final thoughts? I don't think I have any. I just think theme park restaurants, probably like Phil said, I mean, when you have the ability to walk or take a short boat ride over to the resort restaurants, nine times out of 10, you're probably going to do that if you're an experienced Disney goer. But if it's your first time, a lot of those places that we mentioned you have to try them. Your Tusker houses and your uh, Cinderella's Royal Table and Be Our Guest, they may not be the best quality food, but they're definitely something that you just have to try one time just to get the experience. And there's really nothing wrong with that. But yeah, I mean, if I'm going to pick between a theme park restaurant and a resort restaurant, I know where I'm going. Well, and I think that's how they they really honestly get away with charging the prices they do like 81 bucks for Cinderella's Royal table. They get away with that because they know that first time people or people who come once every five to six years, they will splurge for a special meal. Those restaurants are not targeting DVC members. I mean, there might be DVC members where who it's their favorite, but for the most part, you know, we are, are all kind of happy to find 
the places like Nomad Lounge or Geyser Point or, you know, the places where we feel we can get a quick bite and sit and be away from the crowds. Right. Guys, any last thoughts before Amy wraps it up? Well, Phil, why don't you tell people what to do if they like our content? Well, if you've enjoyed listening to us, or really, I don't care if you haven't enjoyed listening to us, give us a like on Apple Podcasts. Amy has a cat behind her. Give us a like on Apple Podcasts. Five-star review, just one word. Anything that really drives traffic in our direction so other people can join in on our meandering shenanigans. Well, thank you all for tuning in. Let us know on our Facebook page what restaurants you love, what you hate, what your opinions are, if you think we're nuts, if you agree with us. And until next time, (laughs) what'd you say? You're nuts. We're unforgettable. You're unforgettable. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) We will DVC you real soon. Bye. 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 See you guys. And so our journey comes to an end. Oh, no, please, can't we go back to page one and do it all over again? We started this thing together, and that's how we're finishing. Because that, my friends, is where the magic lives. Happily ever!